0: The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Here to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, set captives free, and bring restoration to our community, this is Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, here's Pastor Solomon. Hello everyone, it's great to come to you again um, today and to bring you good news good tidings, message of the gospel, kingdom message that would bring liberty, that will bring a uh, calm, restore you to where you belong, and um, challenge you as well as elevate you. Um, God's intent is for us to always be improving, always getting better. So um, better than yesterday, um, overcoming challenges from yesterday, uh, becoming better today and then being a better version of us tomorrow than we are today um and and that's the progressive uh the progressive m- method that God intends for us to um gravitate towards and he does that by the power of his holy spirit so um this month we're going to focus on the theme the power of the holy spirit so i'm going to just lay a foundation um, as we move along uh, for the rest of the month, so that you would get an idea of you know what the spirit of God does, you may know um you may have read about it you you may have actually um you know heard, but how about your experience? does your experience you know match your knowledge? there is their experiential knowledge which supersedes the actual you know, the, the the red the red knowledge, the knowledge that we derive from reading, the knowledge that we derive from studying, the knowledge that we derive from, you know, listening to others. That's great. Those are all good. But there is the next level which is experiencing that knowledge. Experiencing that power. And that's what Jesus came to introduce. Now John the Baptist when before Jesus saying that repent for the kingdom of God is near or is at hand right and Jesus came and he he actually took it to the next level which which was John the Baptist was in fact saying that hey prepare your hearts you know prepare your hearts look at what was prophesied about the son of God about the savior of the world now that's some knowledge which is good, right? It it's good because people repented and John the Baptist was baptizing people. Um, there was a step further that John the Baptist did not um, did not enter into. Jesus came and he introduced and ushered us into that version, which is critical for a walk with him even today, even as times get. Um, Stranger, even as, you know, what is godly is frowned upon, even as sometimes you're uncertain what is right from what is, what is wrong or what is biblical versus what is someone's opinion. What, what, is, God's, what is God's voice in this? You, we tend to ignore that because a lot of times we come in from the perspective where we are just a layer a layer less, a layer um, below where we should be, a layer beneath where God actually intends for us to be. That is operating in the fullness of his power, operating in the fullness of Jesus Christ, operating in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. So today I want us to look at Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Um verse five down we we are introduced to this deacon called Philip, right and this happened after right after uh, Stephen was stoned to death, and so Stephen, who defied the order of the day, who actually decided that you know this message of the gospel this good news has to be preached, and you know what I'm not ashamed and i'm going to view things from the lens of the spirit of god i'm going to view things from the spiritual eye the spiritual perspective and so instead of seeing the hostility around him stephen actually saw god's glory being ready to manifest so when he was when he narrated starting from Abraham and he detailed chronologically how God moved in those times. He had the knowledge. He had studied. It was very evident that he had studied. He knew where Abraham started. He knew where God picked Abraham from. And then he knew all the historical perspective, backgrounds of all the patriarchs and the people of faith he listed those and detailed by the power of the spirit of god insights that we are privy to in acts chapter 7 right so then as his ex- his knowledge of the word translated into an experience even though he was being stoned what he was focused on was the the dimension in God, so which means that anybody who was present at that, at that, um, at that point in time when Stephen was being stoned, and did not see what Stephen saw, which is the glory of God, which is the glory of Yeshua Jesus Christ, the heavens opened. That means those people were operating at a level which God wanted to challenge them to to get to the next level which is to let the spiritual let the spirit of God control and manifest through us in everything that we do and give us perspective so even though Stephen was being stoned he didn't focus on the pain because he his innermost being went beyond his pain and then he beheld the glory of god so that means he's the the experience of his knowledge the experiential knowledge became so relevant so so relevant and so the reality of the kingdom you know engulfed him right because the kingdom message is foolishness to the world the kingdom principles are contrary to the principles of the world the kingdom experience is totally opposite to the experience of our flesh so we are in the flesh and we experience things it's not to say that they're not they're not real but truth is that there is a dimension in god that we get into that in spite of our affliction badly. Uh, in spite of our failings as men, once we get that experiential knowledge, we experience God in the fullness of His glory. What happens is that we begin to focus and make priority what heavens, what the heavens deem as priority. And so, Acts chapter eight, verse five. It says, I read from the Amplified Version. It says, Philip, the deacon, not the apostle, went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed the Christ, the Messiah, to them, the people. And great crowds of people with one accord listened to you and heeded what was said by Philip. As they heard him and watched the miracles and wonders which he kept performing from time to time, For foul spirits came out of many who were possessed by them, screaming and shouting with a loud voice. And many who were suffering from palsy or were crippled were restored to health. Verse 8. And there was great rejoicing in that city. Verse 8. And there was great rejoicing in that city. There was great rejoicing in that city. See, the experience of Philip and he he was a deacon he was not an apostle and there's there is, uh, the, the, the the only reason why we get this picture is to say that god can use anyone regardless of status or title god is not interested in t- titles he's he's looking for yielding and available vessels so philip opened up was obedient to God went down the city of Samaria and proclaimed Christ he proclaimed Christ that that was his mandate and he followed his mandate and the bible says that a great crowd people started gathering to listen to what he was saying and as they were listening as faith was building up within them because he was preaching the message of the gospel, he was preaching the gospel, the good news you know about Christ Jesus and the fullness of his power and how he came down from heaven to save us the Bible says that they saw miracles, wonders happening miracles, signs and wonders accompanied the word and that's the experiential part of the knowledge that is the experiential part of the knowledge that we're talking about that's the experience as a believer that we all we all should seek if we haven't attained that yet and if you've attained that how do you sustain it how do you sustain it to where you're on fire for Christ so much that nothing can quench Nothing can quench that fire. So great crowds followed him, came to listen, and they saw miracles and wonders. Each time they were happening, they were happening to the extent that demons were being cast out. And evidence of that was screaming and shouting. Demons sometimes uh, behave that way. They they scream because they don't want to leave the body. Uh, they, they, they don't want to be let out. And many who were suffering from all kinds of diseases, cripples, those that were with, with, with all kinds of health issues were restored. They experienced the word. They experienced the kingdom message. So as believers, there is one dimension of, being saved there 's one dimension believing in the gospel, and that 's foundational. We all need to be there or at least have been through that as believers right and then we build on that foundation and then we grow who we are. We grow to the extent that the knowledge right that we 've acquired the studies that we 've that we 've devoted our time to and what we've read in scripture as to what god has done and did in the past becomes reality. Stephen experienced a different a different dimension because he was he was actually looking for that experience he had within his heart. Lord I know I've encountered you before, but in this circumstance, I don't want my flesh to take over. I don't want to be overwhelmed by the fact that I'm being sentenced to death by stoning. I'm being overwhelmed and I want to be overwhelmed by your glory, by your power. So much so that everything else becomes secondary. Everything else becomes secondary. The power of the Holy Spirit is available to us today. And the good news is that he is available beyond and without measure. He's available to us without measure. Jesus said that greater works would we do when we believe on his name. Greater works, greater works. And this is one man, Philip, right in this in the in the city of Samaria who proclaimed Christ to the people. And because of that, crowds started gathering. I pray that we get back to those days where we'll preach the gospel unashamed. We'll preach the gospel without regard to what man's opinion is, without regard to what the popular authorities are saying in, 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 in our day. But we are so committed to the gospel, we're so committed to the demonstration of the power of the gospel through the Holy Spirit that nothing, nothing, nothing moves us. And so I, I, want, I want you to ponder on this. The power of the Holy Spirit is available to us to transform our knowledge, our head knowledge, our you know individual study time, and, and, you know, in, into an actual experience so that that knowledge would come to life. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with some more as we close out this session. Yeah. Let's say it together. There is power thefishtwincities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary christian artists stream along at thefishtwincities.com or listen on your amazon smart speaker all right welcome to isaiah 61 this is Pastor Solomon from Spirit of the Lord Church, 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. And um, we're excited to be with you again. Um, we're sharing on the theme or the topic for this month is the power of the Holy Spirit and the importance of all of us knowing and experiencing the Holy Spirit. That will propel us onto greater works. And we're, we're, we are in Acts chapter 8, Um Started from verse five talking about Philip who went out to the city of Samaria. Right. And the scriptures talk about the fact that um, verse fourteen, Acts eight, fourteen. Now when the apostles, right, at Jerusalem heard that the country of Samaria had accepted and welcomed the word, word of God. They sent Peter and John to them. So Philip, okay, by himself by himself preached the gospel and turned an, an entire city around by himself, the power of one, the power of one that yields the Holy Spirit. And what do we need in our city, in our world today? And how do we view it? Do we view it as A stretch do we view it as, wow, this is almost impossible or this is a difficult task? And what are the roadblocks we create for ourselves as believers? What are some of the, uh, you know, planning that we put in place that steps in the way of God trying to do what he intends to do? We tap and draw God into God's power, into his grace and present his word as it is, unadulterated, and we'll see results. We'll see remarkable results because God's desire is for, him, for us to see him manifest on this planet. Isaiah talks about, for the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. God would do anything and everything to ensure that he gets the glory, that his glory fills the earth. And I'm not against natural remedies. I'm not against um, what people seek in terms of um, medical solution or technological advances. But all those things were created or are being created out of the unseen world. Which tells me that, okay, ideas and, and, and visions really are tapped into from a realm that does not really exist that we can see. I'll give you an example, right? God spoke trees into existence. God spoke animals into existence. God spoke birds into existence. That means they existed somewhere prior. They existed somewhere. And God's word became that which right changed the form of those creatures, of 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 those creation, or that creation to actually become visible to the human eye. Which tells me that. Upon all that we do, our target, our goal would be, should be as believers to see in God's light, see with God's lens, see with God's understanding. Seek God's way in everything that we do, in all that we do. And we'll see tremendous results. We'll see amazing results. Isaiah 61 says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news, good news, good tidings. And and it also talks about repairing, restoring. And so there is a whole lot involved in bringing the power of God, in bringing the kingdom of God to the world. And we have to be committed to that and be open to see what God does, not based on our um, interpretation, not based on our opinions, not based on our education, but based on God's divine providence, God's power of the Holy Spirit working within us to accomplish everything that he desires to do through us. So we are just vessels and we just need to get to a place where we are like Stephen, where we tap into a realm that is higher, bigger than our natural pain, than our... Uh, individual, uh, uh, you know, struggles and challenges that we go through and get to a place where we understand that in spite of our limitations as human beings, as men, the power of the Holy Spirit is able to extend us beyond our limitations into God's unlimited power, into God's unlimited resources and to get us back to where we need to be in God. So Jesus brought that experience and said, "No, I will not leave you as orphans because I want you to do greater works. I want you to do much more than I did. I want to create carbon copies of myself all over the world and 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 have that 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 power and ability to impact cities like Philip did." So Philip was a deacon. He wasn't um an apostle. He wasn't Sent. it was later that the apostles were sent in after the gospel was preached by Philip. Now we 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 get to a place as believers where it may be easy to to just um say, Oh yeah, I've reached, I've climaxed. No, we haven't climax. There is always a realm in God to get to. And I pray that we do. So Father extend us oh god into the realm of the spirit of god by which you d- desire for us to get in to get into a place with you where we can dine we can sup with you and you be our all in all to reach our potential and our God-given Monday. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. We'll see you again, and we'll uh, tune into AM nine eighty. This is Isaiah sixty-one.